0: What's going on and welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a podcast where we talk to the most interesting people in the world of music, pop culture, film, and everything in between. This week on the show, we're going to be joined by one of the founding members of Canada's The Sheepdogs. Check it out this week on the Rockman Power Hour. Right, welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Stick. Ryan, uh, we are about to kick into a new episode of the and Power Hour. But before we do that, I want to let people know it's really, really important and appreciated if you can click below and subscribe if you are watching us on YouTube. Uh, make sure you hit the alert button and uh, like the episode. Let your friends know that you've been watching this for the last two years, right? It's been two years we've been doing this, a little over two years now. And uh, we want to let you know that we appreciate you. So please, uh, like, subscribe, tell your friends. And if you're listening to us um, on any audio format, you can always uh, do the same, subscribe, and that way you'll get alerted when there's a new episode, and we will keep in touch with you and you will keep in touch with us. Um, Also, Ryan, we got to thank our friends over at Heartbeat Hot Sauce, the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. They make the most amazing hot sauce. We absolutely love them from Thunder Bay, Ontario. And if you use your promo code ROCKMAN20, you'll get 20% off your entire order. And you can use that code as many
1: times as you like,
0: right? So
1: many times.
0: (laughs) I've used this code so many times. And I've given it to a few friends and they're like, man, this is like the best hot sauce I've ever had in my life. I got... A lot of people hooked on this over the holidays. Um,
1: and yeah, Melissa's a wild card. She keeps going to IGA and buying them. I'm like, dude, I'm sponsored by them. Let's <laughs> use our promo code.
0: Use our promo code to get 20. But you know what? It's good yeah. that it's it I I like the fact that like you, if I'm if I'm low on a certain um on a certain flavor or one, you know, one of the ones that I like and I can readily find it in the store, I'm just gonna pick it up because I don't wanna be without.
1: I, I, that's how much I like it. It's become like a staple in my diet. There we go. My blood type is half dill pickle by now. So, yeah. <laughs> uh
0: also, uh we'd like to uh thank our friends over at Studio House Designs. Ryan, you're rocking that Matrix long sleeve that looks comfy as hell. Um that is it, a really rad shirt.
1: Yeah, I I'm not sure which I can't remember the part in the movie of what color is good, taking the Matrix of the blue of the pill. Oh, the
0: red pill pill and the blue pill.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. the choices, right? Like the- Yeah, but I did I did make a choice to get an awesome shirt, so whatever pill that was yeah it was the right one uh
0: i'm wearing the uh the new midsommar shirt which i really really like uh if you can see it here i'll move my mic out of the way
1: i still haven't seen midsommar i gotta i gotta see it i'm a little scared too
0: don't be scared man it's a great movie i don't know i
1: know but but i'm like but i'm like i feel like i'll disappoint you if i don't love it as much as you do or something you you don't
0: have to like it you know
1: but it is really really good so
0: yeah if you don't like it there's just something wrong with you
1: (laughs) there you go there you go like no Hi, I'm Jason Rockman. If you don't like Midsommar, we can't be friends. (laughs)
0: Pretty much, yeah. i I burned a few friendships, you know. Some people had problems in the pandemic. I had problems with people who didn't like Midsommar. So (laughs) it is what it is. Uh, So yeah, listen, um, we like to thank all those people that help us keep the doors doors open, the lights on, and all that fun stuff. So make sure you support both Studio House Designs and Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Now, Ryan, um, when it comes to Canadian rock and roll, there are a few bands that uh, have as much of an impact right now on Canadian rock and on rock and roll in general, than um, than the Sheepdogs. Now, the reason why I say this is that this band, yes, they're they are a Canadian band. Um, they're a band that's very very popular in this country. Uh, they're starting to make headway in the rest of the world. But this band has staying power and lasting power. And the fact that you know they've been writing hit songs for over a decade now, they're they're they've proven themselves that they're around for the long haul. And um, what I love about this band is that. Not only do they have radio hits, but they really deliver live. They're good people and their songs are timeless, man. You know, they're just good rock and roll. And I, I, I got to see them the last time well, I've seen them many times, but the last time I saw them was in Toronto at Massey mm. hall. Massey hall is like a legendary venue. You've probably heard of it. Um, if you haven't been before and it's, it's just one of these places where it's kind of like in Montreal, if you back in the day, if you had played the spectrum, you know, you've kind yeah. of arrived. And if you play Massey hall, it's like, plus it's one of those kind of venues that it's just iconic. Um, if you've played it, it means you've kind of you've kind of gotten to another level. Um, and there, uh, they played Massey Hall. They did a sold out show, and it was just freaking awesome to see them there. And um, and I got to see Ryan backstage, the bass player of the band, who also manages the band. And uh, we chatted a bit, and I was like, man, I really want to have you on the podcast soon. And uh, the opportunity came to, to have him on, and, uh, and I'm really glad we got a chance to talk. Now, do you, know, do you know the Sheepdogs? I know the
1: Sheepdogs because one of my best buds, another Jason, Jason Boutreau, mm-hmm. what he does with music is what we do with Heartbeat Hot Sauce. When he likes something, he just, he lets tells, you know.
0: Tells every he promotes.
1: Yeah, he really promotes, and he was really behind the Sheepdogs, loves them so much. So I know the Sheepdogs strictly because of uh, Jason Boutreau. So Jason, thank you very much. Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, they're they're uh, a great band. Um, again, I what's great about them is that if you know their music, even if you're a casual listener, if you go see them live, you'll be like, oh, man, I've heard that song. Oh, I've heard that song. So it's like hit after hit after hit. Yeah. Uh, another band that's very similar to that that we've had on the podcast is Three Days Grace. You yeah. know, you forget how many good songs they've written. And it's the same thing with the Sheepdogs. They're just one of those bands that uh, kind of just – keep pumping them out man and you're like wow okay they they've got the formula they've got something they've got the right ingredients in place to to write great songs and um yeah so i I, i'm glad we got a chance to chat with ryan um another uh another ryan in my life
1: (laughs) not just you what's that sound that's june
0: drinking that just got back from her walk so
1: that's okay you know what before uh when we were starting to record my mm-hmm. cat, Emma, was taking a shit and letting wow. everybody know by scraping wow. the box as hard as possible.
0: <laughs> the joys of recording at home. So yeah, this yeah. is June, June making a guest appearance. Hey, June, you want to come say hi?
1: She's thirsty for attention. Seems that way.
0: Anyways, without any further ado, Ryan, let's jump into our interview with Ryan from the Sheepdogs. Sheepdogs. I'm uh, really, really happy to have with us today uh, on the and Power Hour my buddy Ryan from the band The Sheepdogs. Um, last time I saw you, you put me on the guest list in Toronto at Massey Hall. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there happened, you go. That's I, right. Yeah. I happened to be in Toronto, and I saw you guys were playing, so I messaged you. I'm like, hey, man, do you think I'd come down to the show? You're like, absolutely. And I was so proud of you guys, because um, <laughs> I've, I've only seen you in Montreal. And yeah. I, I don't know if it was, was it the first time you guys were playing Massey Hall?
2: No, we've played it a couple of times now, but it was the first time since they, we were one of the last bands to play there before they closed down for the renovation.
0: That's what it was.
2: And okay. and, when, and you know, then it was the first year. So it was the first time back since they renovated. Since they renovated,
0: right? Yeah. Because yeah. I think a lot of people were excited about the fact that there was a general admission section
2: and yeah that's why i was the most excited about that (laughs) right so you can actually stand
0: and enjoy it because Mm -hmm. you know traditionally if anybody's never been to toronto and never been to massey hall um massey hall is notorious for making people sit down and it absolutely sucks (laughs) so yeah it's, it's
2: nice to be able to have the option you know it's like the uh it's like the reverse mullet where you got the party <laughs> up front and the business in the back where it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, but as a musician, I think it's cool. And I, I also understand, like, I also like to sit at shows sometimes depending on the show. It's like, Definitely. I don't want to be like, I want to actually sit and enjoy it. I don't want to be have some dude spilling beer down my back or whatever. And so I like that. it. Uh, Burton Cummings theater in Winnipeg also does that center in the square in Kitchener. A few of them now are getting hip to it. So I was so thankful when Massey did that. Cause it's such a beautiful room to be oh, yeah. part of both his music. And I also go to shows there on a regular basis. Um, but it's nice to have the option, you know, like, cause I think sort of like what was weird about, you know, some of those COVID shows or whatever back, you know, whatever, it's like part of going to a show is literally being like amongst a whole bunch of people and like yeah. experiencing it all together. So it's nice to have that option.
0: Definitely. And, and I, again, you know, being, the, f- the first time I went to Massey Hall, I went to go see Simple Minds and uh, nice. one of my favorite bands and I had to get up and, and dance and, and right away, people were like yelling at me to sit down and um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, but but I get it. I mean, like it, it is true. Some shows, but not a sheepdog show. A sheepdog no. show is not a sit down show. So I was yeah. really, really happy to see you guys there. Um, and it really, it, it made me really proud because I know, you know, I used to work at, at Showman Montreal and we were one of these stations that were hip to you guys really, really early on, um, mm-hmm. from, you know, from the jump. So I've always been proud to see this band getting to the next level, getting to the next level. And, um, that show, I mean, you guys were rock stars that night. It was great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, we tried to be every single day, but no, I mean, it, it is so funny. Like obviously so much, there was like moments, obviously in our career that really got thrust into the spotlight, but I think so sure. much of kind of, I mean, that was over a decade now ago now. And so much of the last decade for us has been that thing where it's like, you know, we had such a big rise, at least to a lot of people. Most people didn't know who we were. Right. Other, you know, like you said, you guys are pretty hip. You know, when we were playing like Lesco grief yeah. and, and places like that right yeah, but it's yeah. like it's pretty funny so much of like what we try to do later is like okay well we are a real band we've been a we were a band for a long time before people knew about us and we don't want to just be a band that won a contest or whatever and so it's been that sort of thing of like affirming who we are so like yeah the fact that we're still having those moments where you know it feels special and, and we're continuing to grow and build and not just like people coming to see us because they heard about us through rolling stone or something like that oh it, yeah it, it's, it's cool it's, it, it's an important an important thing and i think that's our whole thing is we are a real band we're not just like some sort of manufactured band or something hell no <laughs> and that, and it's yeah. funny
0: because you know the rolling stone thing was an important part of you know of the beginning of this band but it's not something that i'd even think about anymore i mean to me you guys have <laughs> you it's set in stone you've put out enough records you've had enough hits mm-hmm. and and that was the other thing that night you know it was hit after hit after hit it was radio song after radio song which is phenomenal you know it's good to yeah and it's nice to see but it's also the you know further proof of when a band can write good songs um people come to see them you know mm-hmm.
2: yeah no for sure well i mean that's i mean you would hope that uh, it is always really funny you know when you go see those shows where it's like it's a band you only know one of their songs or yeah. whatever i yeah. mean that's <laughs> I, and i mean i guess that's maybe that's you know talking about radio it's like definitely more old school where like you only have heard songs at least now you hear a song on the radio by a band And then maybe you go do a dive on the internet and you fall in love with the whole record where, Mm -hmm. yeah, historically you might only know one or two songs. I mean, I guess there are still bands like that, but that's what's really fun about where we're at now is like you said, we have, it's almost hard to like all the songs that people expect you to play or whatever, but then you have these other songs where they're random like album tracks. You start playing them and people like, you know, go nuts over it. And that's like, that's a really cool thing about I think the modern industry now more so is that there is people can, you can, get people into what you're doing with like a hit on the radio or something like that. But then you can also get people to fall in love with your whole catalog and, and find those kind of gems that aren't radio songs too. So it's a good time to be a musician in that way. Um,
0: for you guys, how important is it, is it for you guys to have success outside of Canada?
2: I mean, I think that's always the, the. It, I mean, it's important in the sense that I think that there's a certain ceiling you can hit in Canada. And, and as mm-hmm. you know, as a musician, you want to go and, play and and expose what you do to as many people so i think that um you know every canadian musician says like you know they always it's always that thing like trying to break into america trying to break into europe is a is a tall task because i think like if you make success in america if you're a successful american band it almost translates directly to other countries like even like czech republic or something like if you're a popular american band you probably can do a decent amount of tickets but that's not the case for canadians people aren't paying attention to like you know and that's case in point with so many bands like the tragically hip and you know i don't know that's always the one because like tragically hip is paying like literally like outdoor festivals of like you know 50,000 people a night and then they're doing like 150 people in in a small city yeah. So, yeah, I think it's important in a lot of ways because it's part of like you want to do that. But it's also that thing where the nice thing about being, you know, you can't have the success in Canada and, and do it. You could be a blue rodeo and, and kind of just do Canada.
0: Yeah, I think, too, which
2: is cool, too. But obviously, yeah, we've spent a lot of time in the last couple of years and the last many years like playing outside. I mean, we just we just got back from Europe uh, a couple of weeks ago and have been, you know, that was our third time in Europe this year or
0: yeah. so. And how and yeah. how how much fun was that?
2: Oh, it was the best! It was great. We were actually opening a tour, which was okay. cool because you know, again, it's like we're just kind of always trying to do stuff over there. We've done, we did a headline tour and a bunch of festivals over there in the last year and a half. Um, but the, the sort of it was an opening tour, so it's great because you wake up every morning in a a, a new city, like get off the bus, and you know, you don't have to soundcheck till five p.m. because yeah, you're the you know you're... the the headlining band soundchecks first, so you have all day in this beautiful city, and then you go and play a fun show and go hang out in the city and repeat so yeah it's obviously we love canada but it's pretty wild when you go to these places that have like this like crazy crazy like one of the places we were playing around the corner was uh was where like joan of arc was like burnt at the stake and it's just like it's so bizarre where it's (laughs) like you know in canada the history is so much shorter so it's just it's almost like mind-boggling when you think about these like not not to mention like you know ancient history like yeah even in in uh you france or whatever there's 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 roman ruins from you know whatever bc and stuff like that it's just wild to be there and and be playing in these kind of cities whereas here it's like you know no there's there's history but not not in the same way for sure no
0: no i mean like if you're you know being from montreal you do feel the oldness um in mm-hmm. certain parts but yeah some other sure. parts of the country it's like no, man, this feels like it was, you know, it's 50 years old, but
2: well, I'm from, I'm from Saskatoon, man. Yeah, it's like yeah. the, the oldest building in Saskatoon is probably like a hundred years old or something right, like that. Right. Like it's so, just kind of like funny. Yeah. So when yeah. you're somewhere where it's been <laughs>
0: centuries and centuries, no, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. It, You know, we're we're talking about, you know, about going and playing in other places. It's always fun to see a band that does big numbers in their country play you know somewhere where they're not from and play a smaller room and that goes the same for a lot of british bands you know, you'll have bands that are mm-hmm. massive in england and then they'll come to canada and they'll play 2 300 seaters yeah. but it's always yeah. a treat when you get to see a band like that because you know you'll 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 talk to people and like you saw them yeah i saw them at at you know at reading and it was just mm-hmm. like they you know so yeah. it's 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 it the coins it's always two sides of that coin but i think at the end of the day it's just the idea of being able to play somewhere outside of where you're from and how people appreciate it um is the best feeling for musicians and with oh with my you,
2: god yeah yeah no I, I would totally agree i mean hearing somebody like sing along to your songs in a foreign country where you can't even talk to them after the show because they're speaking a language a different language you can't speak english is like is a wild sort of it, it's, it's a weird thing and it's a really cool thing um but you know and i, I think to your point like i think it's really interesting because some bands you know at a certain point aren't able to uh aren't able to play to a smaller room if they have yeah. to, you know, they get to a certain point where they can't, they, they, they rest on the sort of laurels of, of those big shows and, and the mm. energy that comes from that. And then other bands, like it, it ain't no thing. Like they'll, yeah. they'll do, they'll, they'll they'll do 20,000 people and they'll do a hundred people. And I think that's, that's a really, that's a really big thing. And I think for us, it's always been that, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to play big stages, but we have just as much fun playing, playing smaller yeah. shows. And, and again, like, you know, this tour that we're going on, in the, in the new year, it, we're going to play all these smaller centers, and we're we're you know playing some smaller places because the the town is only of you know five thousand people or whatever it is. It's not like a, a massive um, city, and so obviously a smaller venue. And it's really fun, like the energy that comes from going into a smaller place and playing. Some, we we love that stuff. It's very different than uh, I, I think it'd be very weird to just play like an arena every single night or something. Yeah, like that. it'd be the same. It'd be very Groundhog Day a little yeah. bit.
0: Yeah. And there seems to be, you know, obviously everybody feels like they know people through social media, but following you guys. And when there are, um, you know, pictures and stories that you guys post from being on tour, you guys really seem to have fun, not take these <laughs> yeah, two, yeah, too yeah. seriously. I mean, some of the stuff yeah. I think was last year or, or yeah, I think it was last year you were posting, um, on tour it was just hilarious.
2: <laughs> i mean yeah it's like we're, you're, rock and roll is supposed to be fun we've always right. been about that so yeah we 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 really love what we do really enjoy what we do we like to have fun we like to you know not i think it's not take ourselves too seriously i, I think there is a you know a, is an importance of seriousness and rock and roll and i think like themes and, and then you know using music to to point towards causes and stuff is an important thing but for us it's also been like music also should be an escape and it should be a way that you can like escape the sort of druthers of, of, a, you know, regular life and, a uh, rock and roll show could be a place you can go and, and kind of forget about everything for like 90 minutes to two hours, which I think is kind of something special. So I, uh, yeah, I, I like that about it. And I think, yeah, we, we've always just kind of, we we take what we do seriously, but we yeah. have a lot of fun. But you have fun, music. yeah,
0: yeah. No, yeah, no. You exactly. can you can tell when you're on stage, like the music's taken seriously, but you guys are, you guys are having fun, which is great. But at the same time, everything's everything's a well oiled rock and roll machine when you're up there, and and that's yeah, that's, man. No, that's course, that's evident. Yeah, um,
2: yeah that's great.
0: You you've uh, you've added um, a, a guy from from where I'm from. Um, He's mm-hmm. close to where I'm from, Ricky Paquette who was a yeah. bit of a hometown hero here, a bit of a guitar, <laughs> guitar, six, six string slinger. Um, yeah, man. He did. He's, he seems to be doing great and seems to be fitting right in with you guys. Um, was yeah, that trend? Was that transition hard to add somebody new to, uh, to the camp?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously we played many years with, uh, with Jim. Yeah. And you know, when Jim decided to like, kind of like step back from playing with us uh, it was not, we weren't stoked, obviously. Like, Jim's no. one of my best pals, and, yeah, and a he, brother, and he had and, you know, such a
0: big presence on stage, too. Like, he was, he, he was a character, you know, from yeah, man. The oh, way I he mean, he played to the way he dressed and everything, yeah,
2: yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he's just a phenomenal guitar player, so it's always like tough. It's like it's no different than you know, there's you know, breakups could happen and they could be really bad, and breakups right. could happen because it's like sort of like what makes sense for everybody. And I think Jim really needed a change and to do something different, and that was totally fair but it also put us in a tough spot because we were about to go on this really big tour and we needed to like fill his shoes. Um, you know, we had a 75 date North American tour or whatever <laughs> it was booked and it, we were like going. So it was crazy because actually when Jim joined our band in, in, uh, 2015, uh, a guitar tech of ours goes by Pooch. He, uh, he suggested Jim. He's like, yeah, this guy should be in your band. And if it doesn't work out, you don't have to pay me for one month. Like he literally bet one month's salary. it would work out and of course it did he was with us from day one and it's funny because um a couple weeks before we had the conversation with jim and he decided he wanted to you know take a break from playing with us pooch had said you know what if you ever need a new guitar player i like randomly he's like i I met this guy the other night at the horseshoe in, in toronto He's like this really nice guitar player, French guy. His name is Ricky Paquette, like whatever. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then so Jim started talking about how he's just, you know, going to step away. And I was like, I wonder about that Ricky Paquette guy. And so, you know, it is. It's like it's weird to like sort of have those moments you have someone new playing. So we had him come in from Montreal and we had a jam and it it gelled so quickly. And we're just like, man, this guy is like the nicest guy ever. And also such a phenomenal, like he's literally is like the nicest, happiest person I've ever met in my entire life. And so then, you know, it's, it's scary. Right. But then you get past the part where he's just playing parts and, and filling the role to where he starts becoming the role and starts, you know, you start working, playing together and jamming together and, and and it becomes its own thing. And I think that's, what's really cool about it. And it's, Change is scary, but change can also mean good things as well. And it, like Jim and what he did for the band will never be replaced, but then he's like a new, Asher did sort of a new era with Ricky and, yeah. and it, it's, it's cool. It's been so fun to get to know him personally. And it's been so fun to play with him. It, it's sort of, Totally. So I'm excited. I'm excited to like record music with him. Excited to, yeah. to do those things. And and yeah, I mean, what a great way to get to know somebody by doing like you know we've probably done like 150 shows together now. At so this you point. Should, like, yeah, oh, yeah. And so, he seems yeah. to be
0: seems to be fitting in really well. And it, you know, when yeah. I saw him that night in um, in Toronto, I think he had just mm-hmm. just joined. I mean, it was uh, he was he
2: was, it was, he was early? Very, yeah,
0: he was very fresh. And I went up to him and and um, he was backstage. He was just out, outside of the backstage room, um, on, you know, at Massey Hall and. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I went up to him and I spoke to him in French. I said, Hey, uh, <laughs> and he was like, Oh, so he's, Hey, he's like, Hey, thanks. I go, I'm from Montreal. And like, you know, it's, and, um, and he seemed genuinely really happy to be there. So I'm really glad that worked out for you guys.
2: Yeah, no, it's awesome, man. It's so funny. The French thing. Cause we just did a bunch of dates in France. Yeah. Oh, he was your tra- was a... he's your translator. Yeah, no, right? Oh yeah. No, it was great. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know a little bit of French, but like not enough that I'm super comfortable speaking it and I can understand it a little bit, but not always. But it was so oh man, I was just dying with the the fret, like the people from France ripping them for being from Quebec. It was so funny, man. Like the I mean, and it's funny because he said like traditionally when he's gone over there, it's like the older people are a little like sort of like you know you're you're like a, a hillbilly or whatever yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. your Quebecois accent. But the younger people, it seems like it's just like like a more like passive thing. Because one night we were in a bar, we all sat down. Uh, and he like or the guy asked what we wanted and Ricky helped order for us and he said oh where are you from and Ricky's like "Oh, well, I'm from Quebec and he's like no I know where you're from where are <laughs> they from which I, and I just thought was like the best burn ever where they wasn't being like a dick about it but it's so funny because he just ripped him ripped him for being you know whatever but yeah. it was, it's so fun yeah having the translator the French thing is so great and then again like we're coming to do shows in Quebec so it's been cool uh to sort of come and and do more. I mean, we've always Quebec has been important to us if you yeah. want to, you know, we, I always joke, like you talk about like wanting to grow elsewhere. We always want to go places. Like our whole thing is we just want to go to places where people love rock and roll. And Quebec is yeah. like one of no, the yeah. last like rock markets. And so we love it. We love coming and playing it there. And uh, it's really cool to have a a Francophone member of our band, a Quebecois member of our band. Because it's just, it's cool. Like he could, you know, in France, he was speaking French on stage and people would just have this moment where they're like, what? Like this guy is like, okay, all right. And and that's the
0: thing, you know, any band, um, you know, I've seen shows in Montreal my whole life, any band that comes here and makes even the smallest bit of effort, it's, and, you know, I just saw Gowan maybe two weeks ago. um, And he was, every show he's doing in Quebec, he speaks French, um, mm-hmm. and he re- he's 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 not. I mean, he's not fluent, but he really yeah. speaks it pretty well. And it hit the entire stage banter in between songs was in French. Oh wow! And you could tell people were really appreciative. You know, it was yeah. uh, it was no, crazy. It was crazy. So yeah. it goes a long way. Um, you guys are kicking off the tour uh, in the new year. You you mentioned before we we started recording that there's two legs. Um, mm-hmm. how, do, you know out of sight was such a you know like the last record was just phenomenal. Um thanks, man. And, and when I, you know, when I heard um I wanna know you, I I really was like that song, man. It it there's something about that <laughs> song that just really, really, I don't know, just it had something really, really special in it. But it was one of those songs like, even though I played it a lot when I was working at radio, I did not get fed up every time it came on. It just had something. <laughs> um and it just it made me say, Well, this band's really it really gets how to, you know, you, you get how to put a song together, but that one especially and that whole record seemed really like another step up. It seemed to be a little bit more mature and you seem like you're sitting back and a little bit more in control of everything. Um,
2: yeah. I mean, we made that record. It was during COVID stuff. So, um, I mean, we, we released two, I mean, we released a live record in like two, uh, albums during COVID. One was actually recorded in Montreal, uh, during COVID. And then this one was sort of during that time period where you like, sort of, weren't allowed to do anything and then you were sort of were allowed to do things and you weren't allowed to do things yeah. and it was really confusing and we basically had no idea when we we're gonna to need to play again and so we just started like getting together and jamming and we literally would just like sit in a circle at a studio when we were allowed to or like quest maybe maybe not like we would go and we would like sit in a circle and yeah. we just like throw an idea out and we jam it and we jam it until it was feeling really good and we just hit record so most of the songs were literally recorded in like a circle with all of us in the moment playing it it, it feels we really Yeah. And and it, it, I think I would agree. Like it it has a certain sound to it. It really sounds like all together, like placed together. And so, but it also was this thing where we were longing so much for like what, inevitably would be now where we're back doing those things because everything was taken away. So I think it was like a lot about that record was sort of like wistfully looking forward and, and like thinking like, let's make songs that are going to be awesome to play and for people to hear when all this shit is over, where it's, you know, nobody, nobody, you know, maybe pharmaceutical companies or something, but nobody was enjoying the pandemic and everyone was like looking (laughs) forward to like, you know, when this would be over. And so we really wanted to make a record like that. So it it was a unique time because it also meant that we we very rarely have that where we can just focus. Like, there's no distractions. You can't, we literally couldn't do anything else. We just yeah. hung out and played music and drank beers. And and <laughs> it, it's fun to just work on a song and then just hit record and capture that moment. Because I think making albums is all about capturing moments. And for the good or the bad, it can be, you know, you are literally, you know, t- it's like taking a photograph. And so for us, that was like a really cool thing about that record.
0: Do you guys have more material ready? I mean, are you? Oh, yeah,
2: ready? always. Yeah. I mean, we're always, always working. Yeah uh i mean but man like this is a thing you forget about during covid though it's so hard to like go on tour and be on tour for so much and then come home Amen. and then like you want to start making music but you need like a minute to like decompress so right now is sort of the decompression moment and we are going back out to do these this like i mean the funny thing about this tour is it's uh it's all non-major markets. So it's like, right. that's, I think no, it's awesome. Like, when I looked through, yeah, I was it, like,
0: Oh my God, that's super yeah, cool. I mean, really.
2: the, the the tour is called the back road boogie for yeah. a reason. It's like all these <laughs> places that people don't normally go. So, um, you know, we wanted to do some more shows and we want to do some more, like we really think it's important to play places, not just the major markets. And, and so we, we've wanted to do this kind of tour for a while. So we've been planning this, but I think after this tour, things are going to chill out. I mean, still we're chill right now, but they'll chill out. And I think we'll start throwing stuff down and, our goal really is not to wait a year or two years to put music out. We want to really increase the frequency in which we're doing that. So I think that this this year will will be that. will be stuff coming out later this year. And I'm sorry, later in 2024.
0: And are you still handling a lot of the day to day management stuff for the band?
2: Yeah, no, I'm the manager that, still. Yeah. That's what
0: that's and I find I I find that amazing because yeah, really when you think about it, um, a lot of bands should be doing that a little bit more. Um, you know, I mean. It, it,
2: it, I know it's it, obviously a funny it, thing. It, it, yeah. you have
0: to have the right mindset for it. You have to have the right temperament and personality for it. But, yeah. um, it seems like since you've been doing it, you've been, you guys have been doing great. So, um, is it, is it tough to keep up like it to wear all those hats?
2: I, I mean, I, 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 yes and no. I mean, it is, yeah. it's, it's hard because you have to sort of like split your brain. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've always been sort of doing this since day one, like early days of the band. I, booked all the shows and I handled all the, you know, finances and the promotion and, and, and whatever, and video things or whatever. And then I've been managing the band now for like full time on my own for, I guess about six years now, right. something like that, six or seven years. And, you know, I have a team that works around me. Like, it's not just me. I can't take all the credit. Like I have people that work for me uh, as well and work for us and it help out, but I, I, I run the, run the show on that end, but it's cool. Like, I mean, The advice that I always give to younger bands when they're asking me, like, how do you do whatever? It's like, you should know how to do everything or at least a general understanding. And honestly, like most bands that you know that are successful have someone in the band that is like very aware of, they may not be managing, but like a key to success is you should understand how everything works because you hear all these stories about bands getting ripped off, signing deals that they shouldn't have signed or whatever. And it's because a lot of bands want to just, put their feet up and and be hands off. But really like nowadays, like, like tell me a band that's successful. I could tell you probably like the person in that band that is like driving forward. And they may not be the manager per se, but they're like, they're the vehicle that's moving it forward. They're kind of bring it all together. And so I I think it's important that any young band learns as much as they can about it. And that was my mindset of it. If I'm going to pay someone to do something, I mean, and it's a lot, like you paying an agent or a manager, you're giving them a large percentage of your income you know, they better be earning it and they better not be doing something that you should be doing yourself because no one is ever going to care as much. And I think that's the yeah. piece is like, because this is my baby and our baby, it's like, you know, no one's going to care as much as I do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, it is hard. It, and I think the hardest part really is when you have to wear you have to wear that hat, the manager hat, where like, you're maybe going to hear something from someone that's disappointing. And it's not like sugarcoated and teed up for you, because you're the musician. And so yeah. um, or, or maybe you have to have those tough conversations. But I, I have been doing this for so long, I've been able to like split my brain in that way that it's, it's not so bad, but it's important, man, it's important, like, so whatever like even like taylor swift's manager doesn't care about what taylor swift does as much as taylor swift and he you know that person is making more money than anyone obviously in the music industry or whatever that is so it's really important that you care uh yeah like you know you drive it forward and that's i think a key to success is that balance between keeping everyone happy and but also making it so that everything is moving forward as you want it to or as everyone and i mean i know these guys better than everything it's like the funny thing with like jen who works with me and does like day-to-day management, um, stuff, uh, you know, they're, they're forever like laughing because I'll be like, Oh no, we can't do this because this, 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 this. And it's just this stuff that's ingrained in my brain because I'm also there around these guys. And I've, we've been, I mean, next year, we'll be, have been a band for 20 years and the three original members are all still in the band. It's like, I've known those guys my entire life and I've spent more time in this band in my life than I've spent like I've been in this band longer than I have was like I was 19 when I started this band and um, it's yeah. been 20 years now. So there you go. It's like, I've been in this band longer than I haven't been, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> which amazing. is funny to think about. Yeah.
0: Well, um, continued success, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat. Um, yeah, of course. tour Thank kicks you. off, uh, first leg of the tour kicks off January 19th. 19th. Yeah. And then, uh, and then so, there'll be a, and then there'll be a second leg.
2: Yeah. And the second leg. So the first leg all Western Canada and, and Northern Ontario. And then the second leg has us coming, uh, coming towards Quebec. So we'll be, we'll be coming to your neck of the woods. Hopefully come see us in a small, uh, a small Quebec uh, show. It'll be that the thing you're talking about. We'll, we'll throw a real good party and I'll even maybe try to at least drop a sava or something like that in the mix. <laughs> well,
0: We'll deem all the Quebec shows uh, a national, uh, it'll be a Quebec uh, uh, packet day.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> hey, <laughs> thanks, thanks so much. So, thanks for yeah, chatting. Real we'll, soon. we'll
0: definitely talk to you soon.
1: You know, it's really cool that he has a managerial part of it, too, mm-hmm. where he like it's not just uh, I, oh, I got to go set up my stuff. It's like, man, wake up, open your eyes. Business. Right. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I think if I went on the road again, two things would happen. Either I'd get lost on my phone, which I didn't even have an iPhone. The last time I toured was before I got like an iPhone. I had a flip phone but the independence that an iPhone would give you would have been amazing. <laughs> Cause yeah. when you and your band are at each other's throats, but you're like, we're in Tokyo. We don't know where the fuck we are. <laughs> if we lose each other, that's it. Um, I I don't know. Two things would happen either. If I went on the road yeah. again, I would want to be more of a business mind to occupy the day because it actually, as much as I'm like, get overwhelmed or something. I love knowing what's happening. 100. 10%. That's, that's really cool. Like how many bands, have been screwed over by that manager or that agent, but when you're in the band, you're taking care of your own.
0: Yep, yep. You've got you've got like they say, skin in the game. You got a vested interest. You want to make sure it runs well. So, yeah, when you have skin in the game, I think you're you're at a different. Um, you look at it differently. You know, it's not just you're 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 not a manager. who, And okay, I have to phrase this properly because there are guys that are in bands that manage their own bands that manage other bands. So mm. it doesn't mean that they're not if they're not focused on their band doesn't mean they're not focused but when you're in a band usually if you're not managing your own band your manager very well has a roster of other acts that he has to take care of so maybe they're not getting all of your attention um but when you're in the band and this is your life and it depends on the success you know this the success depends on the performance of the band and the manager and everybody else you're going to be a little bit more invested. So I can see why Ryan being the manager of this band works. And um, and it seems to work really, really well.
1: And uh, also, when a manager is making decisions on behalf of the band, if you're playing the gigs too, maybe you'll have a better frame of mind to say yes or no to certain things. It's yep. like, hey, guys, you're going to play a floating block of wood in the Antarctic. <laughs>
0: And you're like, no, we're not going
1: to. And I'm not going to because I'm playing in the band. No, true, very true, very true. But, guys, my commission will be amazing. (laughs) They're going to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh they're they're currently on tour right now. Um, and uh they're gonna be coming our way, which is uh where well, well, we're based in Montreal, but they're gonna be coming on the east side of things. Right now they're in on the west coast until the third of February, and then they will be coming east, um, kicking off March 13th in Oshawa, Ontario. A couple of nights there, one of them sold out, and uh they're gonna be coming as close to Montreal as Drummondville, Saint hyacinthe Saint jean sur Richelieu, Repentigny, Waterloo, Quebec, uh, St. Casimir and um so on and so forth. So make sure you go check out the Sheepdogs, uh, Sheepdogs.com and get all their information there. They also have Ryan, if you haven't seen an incredible merch shop, their merch mm. shop is bananas. These guys know how to do merch. And I remember again, when I was at that show, in um in toronto i i picked up a shirt for julia and i was just i was amazed at the fact that they had such great great merch um like I, i'm looking through right now just quickly they've got like not a lot of bands can do can pull off like satin bomber jackets but they can do it so
1: there you go that's unique not just t-shirts that's tr- totally true oh and yeah yeah when you can make sheepdog socks or something i don't know yeah. if they have those but if they did you know let me tell you, right.
0: I'll tell you right. i wouldn't be surprised if they do have socks i know they have like about 10 different kinds of beer koozies. Um (laughs) they've got vinyl, they've got t shirts, they've got show posters, they've got all kinds of stuff. They even have um a lobster bib. I'm not kidding. They've got a commemorative lobster bib. Ryan, they're from the Maritimes, man. They eat lobster. You know what I'm saying? I guess so. Oh, rolling papers. (laughs) I'm looking through some more stuff. So yeah. Check out the sheepdog, sheepdogs.com. Uh, great band to support. And uh man, they they really, really deliver live. Like, Ryan, go see the sheepdogs. If you've never seen them, you're gonna you're gonna be thoroughly impressed. We'll have to check them out when they're come our way. Hell yeah, man. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us on on the podcast. And also want to let you know. If you want to uh have us talk to anybody if you uh if there's something that you're liking if you'd like us to do more lives if you have any guests that you'd like to suggest we're super open to collaborating with your thoughts so let us know in the comments below if there's someone you'd like us to talk to if uh, you have an idea for the podcast we're very very open and again like subscribe um keep us in your thoughts and uh and and spread the word if you like what we're doing because we really appreciate you and you help us tremendously to keep things uh to keep things moving and to keep things going. Thank you to our uh, sponsors Heartbeat Hot Sauce and uh, use our promo code rockman20 and to get 20% off your entire order, a great hot sauce company out of Thunder Bay, Ontario. And um if you use our promo code rockman20 again, 20% off all your your entire order as many times as you like. Uh Ryan, anything to add?
1: Um yeah, I keep thinking I have an idea for our podcast. What's I want to talk to like rock stars about geeky shit like yeah. you know not even talking about their own music like let's say Ray comes on or something we just like he we flirted with the batman thing last time yeah but i'm like i want to go all batman because he seems to really know his stuff for sure and, and you'd be amazed how many how many instruments or how many people or how many rock stars that i know that all we do is talk about batman like yeah. really it's like it's kind yeah. of boring it's kind of boring to talk about your yourself or your music but batman oh Everyone comes in from somewhere. It's either the Keaton, the West, uh, the Bale, the animated series. There's so many levels. The comic books, most importantly. Batman's a very broad subject that I would love to talk about with, with more people.
0: Okay, well we can definitely do that. You know, uh one of our friends um Justin from Epic Film Guys. Yeah. He came in uh when we had our uh, our Halloween episode. He's a massive Keaton Batman oh, yeah. fan. So we could probably have him on talk about that stuff. But it wouldn't be a bad idea to every guest that comes on, maybe we could ask them their what is the nerdiest thing about you that people don't know? What do yeah. you what do you nerd hard on?
1: Yeah. Where do you nerd out
0: to? That could be an interesting one. So maybe we can incorporate that.
1: Yeah. I used to do that in season zero, like all these years ago. Cause I had nothing else to say. It was kind of a nervous tick, but now it could be intentional. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the guests are way cooler now. So it's like, Oh shit.
0: You can have a conversation. It's a good conversation starter, yeah. for sure. So, uh, so yeah, so let's, uh, let's keep the conversation moving, flowing, and uh, we want to have it interactive with you. And you can always hit us up on our socials. You can find us on Instagram, uh, on Facebook, I don't think we're on Twitter. I think we are on Twitter. There's a Twitter page. We just don't use it or X or whatever the fuck it's called now. Mm. Um, But mainly you can find Ryan and I both on, uh, on on Instagram and on uh, Facebook and uh, let us know, honestly, if you have an idea for something that you want to hear or see, um, we're open to it. So hit us up, either one of us. Um, Thanks to all of you for joining us. Thank you to our producer, Julia Kajerski. Thank you to my co-host Ryan stick. Uh, Thank you to studio house designs and thank you to heartbeat hot sauce. And until the next time, take care, link, uh, below, subscribe, click and uh we'll see you next week.